Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Hey there, we're live on Rock the Next Stage with Story Staley. Got a little bit of an allergy thing going on here, so bear with me, but we're going to forge ahead. Today we'll be featuring a lovely and talented singer, songwriter, musician, and I'll tell you all about her in just a second. Just to let you know, uh, the podcast is 30 Minutes of Tips, Musings, and Motivation for the Music Community. I'm Dory and I own Rock the Next Stage and Next Stage Entertainment. You put the two together and you get one-stop shopping for musicians and singers. I'm a mentor and a whole lot more. I also play percussion and do a lot of therapeutic drumming events and things like that. And what I love to do is feature local and national talent on the podcast so that they can tell you a little bit about their story, along with some tips to share that might be beneficial to you in your musical journey. Today, I have with me Jasma Kelly. She is on the other line. I believe she's still in Atlanta. She was driving, so she's pulled over, and hopefully our reception will be okay. Jasma has been at this for a while. She has an amazing, soulful voice. You definitely want to check her out. I'll be mentioning her website and tunes later. But oh my gosh, the girl knows what it takes to get noticed and make your mark. She's an accomplished singer, songwriter, musician. She plays guitar. She's got killer talent and major credentials. She was brought into the industry by Wyclef Sean of the refugee camp, and she's opened for such luminaries as Are You Ready? B.B. King, George Duke, Stanley Clark, Al Dimiola, Jean-Luc Ponty, Maceo Parker, Boney James, Al Giroux, Jonathan Butler, and Peter White, and I'm sure I left a few out, but you get the general idea. The highly esteemed bass master, Anthony Jackson, in fact, is featured on two of her songs on her album. Her style combines soul and jazz with a twist of folk. And Jasna has packed historic venues in New York City, such as CBGB's Cafe What, <laughs> The Bitter End, and The Village Underground. Here in North Carolina, I'm in the Raleigh area. Jasna has played with the well-known Durham Performing Arts Center, played in the Performing Arts Center. It's known as DPAC here for the locals. So in addition to being a talented singer and musician, Jasna has also, she's also an accomplished songwriter, and she has co-written a tune called Allah that has appeared in TV and film. She'll tell us more about that in a bit, but let me make sure that she's all patched in. Jessica, are you there? Yes, I am. Hi. Very great. Thanks so much for joining us, and this is a, a perfect day because do you know what today is? 
National so, Women's Day. That's International Women's Day. So I can't think of anybody better to feature on the podcast today because uh, you are somebody who has really worked the music industry. You know what it takes. Uh, you've you've been at this for a while, and you know you're not you're you're serious. You know all we've talked before about the business side of music. But you know it's it's not a hobby for you. I mean, this is this is your main gig, and uh, you're definitely making some major strides. So, can you tell us? You didn't get started as a singer or a musician, did you? Um, no, I was an actress. My degree is in communication studies with a concentration of performance. Um, so, I did theater and musical theater, playing guitar. And writing songs was my own personal thing. I did not want it to be my job originally. (laughs) (laughs) Surprise, surprise. (laughs) Right. However, (laughs) so I did some theater when I graduated and I toured. And then I realized that, um, and definitely this was before the, the, the full digital age. So it was hard to keep up with people and this, that, and the other. But um, it was just too much structure. Too many people were necessary to make theater happen. Yeah, and so then I thought, well, okay, I can just, you know, get another job for a little while until I get some more structure, uh, you know, structure in my life. Or, But I can just play music for now. I mean, I play music. Everybody keeps telling me, you know, every time I sing, people just give me money. And then I was in Arkansas, <laughs> and I was playing on a porch. <laughs> And I was playing on um, my friend's porch, and this guy just walked by, and he was like, hey, you, know, you want to come and open for my band? And I was like, sure. And I did it, and then I was at the club in Fayetteville, Arkansas, called George's, and then they were like, well, do you want your own night? And I was like, yeah, and they gave me some money, and I was like, wow. And if that's what the world is telling you to do, then, you know. <laughs> yeah, see, when the doors start opening up like that, it's no longer a coincidence. <laughs> You can call it divine intervention or whatever you like, but there's obviously a reason why things like that happen, especially in succession. So good for you. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, um, I was actually at Brett Chambers Open Mic in Durham, North Carolina, after I'd come home from some theater or something. And uh, I was playing guitar, and I had a friend that had a friend, that introduced me, and then he, he, I call him my rabbi. His name is Derek Nichols. He brought me to Jersey, introduced me to a bunch of people, and, you know, got me started, basically. Um, it's been a definitely interesting life. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, I worked at Sam Ash. Um, I've been a guitar teacher. School was a music teacher and an English teacher for special needs and at-risk kids in Carborough, North Carolina. I was um, senior management staff at Papa Mojo's Roadhouse, where it was my job to take care of basically the artists that were coming in and and provide the show, you know, provide a support Mm -hmm. role for um, other musicians. So I really learned what all has to happen to make a show happen and make it a show, not just people playing music. So that's something right. I definitely try to do is make it a show. And that's really important. A lot of bands and solo artists have no idea what it takes to put together 
a show or a concert. You know, they know nothing about the booking side. And I've, I've booked hundreds of shows over the years, mostly with young talent and also with Christian artists. And a lot of these guys and gals, again, because they were fairly young, they just showed up. You know, they had no idea until it was their turn when they got much older and I trained them well enough. I'd always joke, you know, that the, they've been trained well. They can they can go out and book some of their own shows. And then they would get back to me and they said, man, it's like herding cats. I said, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Welcome to my world. So mm-hmm. until you're on the other side, you really have no idea. And now you get an idea of why, you know, booking agents or clubs can't get back to you right away. Yeah, because you're not the only artist we're dealing with. So uh, it, it does keep you grounded, though, don't you think? Yes, and it also requires using a different part of your brain. Yeah. <laughs> so um, definitely you have to understand, like, it. it come, sometimes it comes in cycles. Um, sometimes if you want something done and you need help, you have to do what you have to do to help the people that you need to help you. You know, make it easier mm-hmm. for people to help you. Know what kind of help there needs to be. And you have to spend a lot of time talking to a lot of people and sitting through a lot of things that, I mean, it takes a long time. There are no overnight success stories. I mean, it just, that's what it is. But if it's your life, then that's what you're doing. <laughs> like, well, what else am I going to do? That's, I've done a lot <laughs> of other things, and this is what I'm still doing. Exactly. Yeah. Well, most people mm-hmm. don't realize that, I think you and I were talking earlier about how it can be very isolating to be a musician or a singer. You know, there you are at home or in the studio writing your music and practicing and things like that. And you don't realize that you really do need to reach out and be seen. And that's one thing that you do really, really well. Do you want to share with people some of the things that you've been doing to get yourself out there? Okay, so um, I'll start even with, like, the little things. I'm on Thumbtack All right. right now. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So that's one of um, – so I get notifications when people want uh, things. And another thing, um, I definitely show up at open mics. A couple of weeks ago, I just packed up. I was like, I got to go to Nashville. I have to go to the places where what I do is happening. So everything mm-hmm. is not for everybody so it's not even just about being a musician. It's about finding your spot, your place, your, being built correctly. Even when I do a, sh- a show, it's about song selection, depending on where I'm playing and what crowd I'm playing for and what the event is. Um, another thing, I really use all the artist resources. I got the Durham County Emergent Artist Grant. Um, nice. And that was a big help. Um, I've applied for some other grants. Um, my parents always said, if you're a professional, professionals belong to professional organizations. So the only credential I have right now is BMI, but that's still a prof- my songwriters and publishing organization. Yeah. I also was once a member of the National Singer-Songwriters Hall of Fame. Um, and then also it's important to go to other people's shows because I can't tell you how many gigs I've gotten because somebody called me and they needed a sub. Ah, because see? they knew I could be available, um, be easy to work with, be easy to get in touch with. When I'm in the isolated mode and I'm not in touch with people, then, you know, it's a direct <laughs> it shows. So yeah. um, so really working on that. 
Um, it's always easier when you have a simpler life, so you can't, <laughs> you know, um, you know, try to keep life incidences that you can control to a minimum, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you it's know, interesting it's, because, yeah, uh, if I could just jump in for a second. It's interesting to me because so many musicians and, and songwriters and things, we're in our heads a lot. And so some of us, especially those who have trouble focusing, you know, it's the you know, bright, shiny thing. And it's really hard to just calm those thoughts down. And you cannot possibly tackle a million things at once. So focusing and being strategic about what you want to do and where you need to be, I think is really key. Right, right. Um, accept invitations. You know, sometimes I've had people come up and try to help me, and, you know, you might be skeptical. You'd be like, why, what do you want, where are you taking me? Um, but you do have to, if you're trying to find your place and the right thing for you, you're going to have to accept some invitations that you're not sure about. <laughs> but yeah. it could turn out pretty good. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, sometimes mm-hmm. it's a, a situation where you have to put yourself out there. You have to be seen and recognized, whether you're on social media a lot, that also helps. But, yeah, in person, it can really make the difference because your, your name will keep popping up. Oh, there she is again. And you become the go-to gal, you know? And what's yeah, you say? Yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, how can they say No. <laughs> Well, that's another thing. So, and, and, oh, don't forget to practice. You actually have to practice. Um, Practice music, period. Like, I learn other people's songs, you know, just to get inspiration and, you know, make sure you actually know music, you know, your skill. It's not just a talent. It's Mm -hmm. also a skill. So, um, I sing a lot. I know. Uh (laughs) On my walk. Uh, you, People always look at me at the gym. <laughs> you never know. You and I were talking the other day about professionalism and how some people, I'm not going to call anybody out certainly, but, you know, some people just show up for their gigs and it looks like they rolled out of bed. And it's like, what do you well, wear? Yeah. <laughs> Wrinkled clothes, sweatpants. What's up with that? <laughs> Yeah, um, no, I definitely think even if you're going to be casual, you definitely should look like you're at work. If you're a waitress, you wear an apron. If you're a doctor, you wear a coat. You know, you definitely should have something about you that at least it says you put yourself together. You want people to, in this business, it's really just even a fight for respect. I'm not, Mm because people will try to take advantage of you. People will try to underpay you. People will try to not pay you, you know. So you have to show people that you respect what you do. You are a professional right. about it. Um, if you ever go to a large concert and you see the stagehands working, they're not hanging out and goofing off. I mean, like they're working and paying attention to what they're doing. <laughs> you know, that's their job. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah sometimes so you really do only have a few seconds to make an impression, so whether it's uh, the way you phrase your emails or the way you show up to your gigs. Just know that people are taking notice. Yes. And that's something when you're isolated, you forget that other people are going to see it. (laughs) Not forget, but 
you're not you're sitting there listening to yourself and what you think. You like you really have to trust yourself and you know, and maybe you have your few go to people that you bounce things off of. But like sometimes you forget that other people are gonna see this. <laughs> right. Um, well I especially you know, in this age of social media, you go out and do anything and people are taking your pictures and you know, I, I can't even go out to see one of my favorite bands and start dancing because I do like to dance, you know, and, and it helps get to get other people onto the dance floor. Somebody's got to start it, right? And then you turn mm-hmm. on and God, geez, you don't know where that's going to wind up. So there are people are taking pictures, they're taking video, but certainly, you know, the bands that are, and solo artists that are performing, your picture and your videos are going to appear everywhere, whether you like it or not. So if you're not bringing it, in terms of your your vocals and presence and everything else, you can't and your appearance, you can't just phone it in. Right. I mean, most of my pictures on Facebook, uh, I didn't post. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, that's that's uh, it right there. You can only control so much. You know, sometimes it just boggles the mind. Or I'll be drumming and somebody, there's so many pictures somebody could have posted and they got a picture of the one I got my mouth open you know I'm probably joking around doing something because <laughs> sometimes I'll do a speaking gig and I might actually um, slip a djembe on I have one that I bring with a strap because it might be part of my talk and it's like really that's the picture you posted it's not flattering at all thank you so much <laughs> all right <laughs> what are you gonna do yeah. but anyway but um, also, I had a couple of other questions for you. Did you tell me once that you were signed at age 23? Um, when I got my production deal with the refugee camp, um, that was Eric Nichols who took me up to Jersey. And um, then I ended up sitting that deal out and finishing my first project, And So It Goes, with Dan and Laporte with It's Palm Records. Um, mm-hmm. And so um, that was in, a while ago. And then I just, um, I don't know, I just kind of did life for a little while, um, just because gotcha. one of the things, like I said, is easier when you, I mean, when, you, when you're when you doing this, you especially if you're in a place that, where there's not an industry, you sacrifice mm-hmm. a lot. You sacrifice a lot of your personal life. You sacrifice, you know, sometimes you might not be able to be there for Christmas or... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially there was times when I was in New York where I was just like really wanted to go home but couldn't go home because I was too busy or, you know, anything. So, yeah. you know, yeah, like especially, you know, financially, you know, you can't invest but so much because literally all of your money goes into making sure you have gas money to even get to where you <laughs> have to be and making sure everything else around you lets you get to half of it showing up. So well, that and, dictates you know, a lot. I, I book a lot of uh, festival gigs and things like that, as I've probably told you. And it really just boggles the mind when the organizers will give me a hard time about about price. And I'll just say, you know, not for nothing, but these guys and gals, some of them are traveling for a couple hours away. And, yeah, I want to make sure that we cover them. And so, yeah, I'm going to ask for more, and I'm going to ask for perks. So if you want really talented artists, this is what it's going to take. You're going to get them for 100 bucks. I'm sorry. And they, well, they balk at all thing. that. Gosh. But that's the other thing. I'm not afraid to say no. You see, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. People feel like artists are in, 
are in a position where they don't have to say, where they, you know, can't say no. Now, I recently, you know, went back to school and got a a whole other skill in renewable energy, which is another revenue stream for me that I'm looking at simply so that I can be able to say no to things I don't want to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, but at the same time, that kind of goes with with music and like what I said about sacrificing life sacrifices. Um, the really best way to be a good artist is to you know be a good person and have a good life. And so you really just have to make sure things get balanced <laughs> at some point. Yeah. And like working in renewable energy is um, just something I'm definitely very interested in. I mean, a lot of other, you know, people in the industry, in the entertainment industry, are in, interested in it as well. So they, they kind of go hand in hand in a weird way. <laughs> so um, I'm well, excited. There you go. So, cool. yeah. so you're doing a little diversification and creating some multiple income streams. I'm all about that. Very cool. Mm-hmm. In a way that doesn't compete against, being a musician, like uh, all all my other jobs went along with being a musician, being a teacher, working at a music store, working in a music club. So again, that's the life. That is my life, you know, in whatever capacity Mm -hmm. I've always been near it, with it, doing it in some way. Mm -hmm. Cool. Now, if I could just go back a second, I I kind of briefly glossed over the tune that you co-wrote, uh, the Baja Men. So if people don't realize who that is, <laughs> Google them. No. Do you remember the song, Who Let the Dogs Out? There you go. So you cover up this tune, Hollow, with them, and it was used in uh, Garfield, the movie, uh, Kicking and Screaming with Will Ferrell, and also on several mm-hmm. TV shows, like Las Vegas, Malcolm in the Middle, and Jag. So you got some placement deals. Good for you. Yeah, well, actually, so I it was the Bahaman, a woman named Shauna Bolton, as well as Kendall Stubbs. Kendall was really the, the spearhead of that and um, a wonderful producer. He actually produced, co-produced four songs on my new album, Lady Jasma. So, again, that mm-hmm. was about building a relationship. But actually, the way I started working with him is that one of my friends referred me to him. He was like, I need a songwriter. And we just work really well together. Um, I enjoy, he teaches me a lot. um, And he's very disciplined and very, (laughs) very meticulous and just one of the people that helps make me better. So Mm -hmm. it's, again, about finding the right people and the right, you know, to work with. Right, good. Yeah, that's those are definite good tributes to have and uh, good things to to combine. Certainly. Now, we should tell folks that you have 16 tracks on your first CD, which is found on cdbaby.com/slash/jasma, which is spelled J-A-S as in Sam, M as in Mary E. And you've got another CD coming out in May, right? Yes, it's actually available for download on the CD Baby site as well right now. Um, it'll mm-hmm. have a, we will be doing an official release on May the fifth in Durham, and it will be there will be a full digital release as well. It'll be found on iTunes, Google Play. Um, you should be able to pull up a Jasmine Kelly station on Pandora, 
um, you'll be able to Shazam it. Um, so we're just getting all the things in place to make sure that anybody who wants to get or listen to Jasmine Kelly can listen to Jasmine Kelly. Making Very myself cool. available. <laughs> there you go. Right. Now, I should can also go I to the also... jasminekelly.com um, website. And right. see the That's video, the video for my first yeah. single, which is going to be Can I Breathe? Very cool. Yes, in fact, when I was listening to your tunes, and, and because it's International Women's Day, I was thinking, I wonder if she has like a signature tune that, that really kind of, you know, how everybody has something that's like a defining song, kind of gives you a slight hint of, of their life. And for me, what I, my personal opinion, for you, I think it's definitely Can I Breathe? And that's the new single, which uh, is the video. So, people, you need to check that out. It just has so emotion, so much emotion, number one, but also it's, it's really, really impressive in terms of, you know, here's a girl who not only has a lot of talent, she's, she's been through some stuff, but, man, she's got a whole lot of confidence. And that's what I picked up when you were on my podcast with Russ Corbin, you were kind of in the background there, and you chimed in a few times. So, people, you can look up that podcast as well with jazz musician Russ Corbin. And I said, ah, "This girl's got a lot of personality." We <laughs> and I looked up, and, and the rest is history, as they say. But yeah, would you say that that song kind of represents you pretty well, or do you have another favorite? Um, that in any given moment, something could be your favorite. <laughs> but. Um, yeah, because that song kind of sums up, like, the struggle of what I call adulting. Um, when you're <laughs> an artist, sometimes your maturation process has a longer gestation period. <laughs> <laughs> you have to keep a, because as a creative person, you want to you want to keep a child like mine. Right. You know, you, you want to keep a child like mine so that you can be playful and, and have attitude, but then there's like skills that you learn and then you're, and then you're actually a grown up at some point. So that was a real big struggle. And I think a lot of people struggle with it. And, um, literally when I wrote the song, it just came out. I literally Mm -hmm. was at the beach and I woke up and I got a cup of coffee and I was like, I'm going to go walk in the sun and, (laughs) and I just need a moment of peace. And, so many things are coming at so many people all the time. You just want to be like, when, when do I just get a minute? <laughs> and mm-hmm. um, especially with the climate of the world, especially as a woman, we always feel like we have to take care of everything. So exactly. that's kind of, I mean, it started out about me, but then I realized that, you know, I'm singing for somebody else too. Right, and I think it's definitely important to mention, especially if there's any younger listeners, especially young female listeners. You know, the the industry is really makes things really difficult for musicians in general, especially with payouts and things like that, with the online streaming of tunes. But especially for women to be able to make their mark and to be taken seriously. So, do you have any final parting thoughts that you'd like to add about that? For your younger um, listener, learn everything you can. When you can talk the language, when you know the vocabulary, it cuts out a lot of confusion. 
so if you're in the studio with a producer, ask as many questions as you can. What is a flange? What is a bit crusher? What are you doing? Why are you cutting up like this? You know, and it's probably going to get on some people's nerves, but mm-hmm. you should know so that you can have conversations about with, with, I mean, I'm not a drummer, but I know how to talk to my drummers. I'm not a keyboard player, but I know how to talk to my keyboard player and what I need. So really just yeah. learn your vocabulary and learn your skills, and that will cut down. People will respect that. Right. And another thing, too, that you do really well that would be definitely good to bring out is that you need to know about the business side. You, know, you can't ignore that and just show up and play or sing or whatever. You kind of have to have a handle on some of those things as well, right? Um, doing my taxes <laughs> um, definitely <laughs> helps me get that together. I mean, there are advantages. There's a line in the tax code that says for performing artists. Do people keep their receipts? Do they have spreadsheets? Um, and, you know, this is not what I want to do, but these are things that were forced upon me somewhat. <laughs> um, well, you got to keep track just, of, of your income and how much time and money you're spending on different things. I had uh, Michelle Cord was an accountant, and she came on with some tips for musicians on a previous podcast. But, yeah, a lot of people just want to ignore it and hope it goes away. <laughs> Let somebody else handle well, it. I mean, but it, it's not only the nitty-gritty money stuff, but just, you know, how the music industry works. You really need to find more out about that. Or, hey, just ask me. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, it so, takes yeah. a lot of money to launch something. Um, and you have to be willing to invest. And, again, if I've invested all this time and money into myself, I'm going to want to get it back, ideally. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. All of it. Well, Jasna, I'm so glad you're getting out there, and you're not only sharing your talent, but you're also paying it forward and, and trying to go out there and listen to other artists and connect. So good for you. So let me tell people, once again, where to find you. Folks, you can go to cbbaby.com backslash Jasma, J-A-S-M-E. You can find her on Facebook at jasma.kelly. As for me, I'm Dory Staley, and I'm at rockthenextstage.com. If you have any questions or you just want to reach out, I do offer complimentary strategy sessions, 30 minutes via phone, Skype, Zoom, whatever floats your boat. You can shoot me an email at dory, D-O-R-I, at rockthenextstage.com. You can check out my book on Amazon, Find Your Divine Rhythm. That's up there with tips in my story. Anything else we want to add in our last couple of seconds here, Jasmine? Um, I just want to thank you for having me on the show, and I look forward to getting out and meeting as many people, and hopefully that um, they'll find a place in their heart for my music. <laughs> good, good, good. Well, thank you so much again for, for joining us. I really appreciate you taking the time out because I know you, you were virtually pulled to the side of the road there in Atlanta and you've been traveling to Nashville and L.A. and all over the place. So I know that it's just a matter of time for you, girl. You're rocking it. So keep doing what you're doing. Keep putting great music out there. And please, please, please keep in touch. Okay, thank you very much. Sure thing. All righty, folks, Till next time, we're signing off for now. 
keep on rocking and join us next Wednesday at 1 o'clock Eastern Standard Time for another exciting episode of Rock the Next Stage with Dory Staley. Bye for now. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.